Did y'all see, uh, well, one of the news bits that Justin posted, I can't wait to talk about Neo's funeral. Oh, Money? yeah, Neo 2 just getting Shadow Drop announced. Well, yeah, and the, the fact that it's, it's, it's coming out the same day as Final Fantasy VII Remake, effectively killing any cells it had, it might have had. Damn. Yeah, I'm like... like, announcing it when it's just, five months away in yeah. a blog post. They, they don't care. Yeah. It's, yeah. Alright, I'm going to start. Hello everyone, welcome to the Charge Shot Gamescast. Each and every week, friends gather around and talk about the games they've been playing and things going on in their lives. Today I have with me, I was going to say Lo, but he's never here. Oh, just made me sad. <laughs> <laughs> my sadness I, made me choke on my Halloween candy. <laughs> I don't know why, I just like, I had the thought of Lo, and I was like, aww. Uh, uh, and we also have Ben. Stop making Marvel rumors happening. They're not happening. Stop making happening. Yes. It's not happening. Somebody stop Mark Wahlberg. Oh, wait, that already happened. I, I don't understand these references. You never oh. oh, you never heard of them? I, I don't blame you for not watching. It was a very bad movie that Emily Shyamalan did like 10 years ago starring Mark Wahlberg. Oh, The Happening? Yeah. Oh, I, I, I thought oh. you said Mark Ruffalo. No, no you no, said no. Wahlberg. I said, yeah. I said Wahlberg. <laughs> no, uh, Mark Ruffalo is the one I want to take home and make him and call him daddy. Moving right along. Uh, All right. Uh, speaking of low lows in the chat. Uh, hello. Hello. <laughs> um, yeah, suggested. After you take your drink of whatever you're drinking, you want to start? It's tea. Tea. Mint tea with a with a melon mint infused vodka. Ooh. It's very minty. Uh oh, what have I been playing? Is yeah, you can do that. Was? That's a that's a thing that you do. Yeah. Um I have not been playing much this week. I spent most of my time editing some Dead by Daylight videos to go out as like a Halloween trilogy. Which you should go watch. Uh shameless plug. They're super fun. Yes, they are. They're really fun. But um, they shouldn't be fun because they're, you know, scary. But we didn't really care about the fact that it was a scary game. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, what little time I have had to play games, I've spent playing Outer Worlds. Um, you know, I kind of just did a quick report on like the first hour or so last week. And I'm quite a few more hours in. Not as far as I'd like to be, but I got off the first planet and got to like kind of a, a space station thing um that's like a just a floating city basically which has a really cool like distinct vibe to it compared to the planet um i have four total companions uh and i definitely have my favorites i love parvati she's the best uh lo was telling me that if i if i enjoy her character that i would love her like companion quest and i really did um i don't know if it's over I assume it's over. It said quest completed, but she's just so adorable. Um, and without going too much into spoilers or anything, it's basically like a like a just a quest for love. <laughs> like it's not some you know crazy like planet spanning thing. You can literally complete it like before you leave that spaceship city. But it's just so charming, and it really shows like how deep the. Um, the dialogue options go in this game. That's kind of why I want to talk about it a little bit. Because there's so many more, like, choices available to you. Like, whereas in Fallout games, like, for example, in Fallout 3, you have, in the beginning, the option to uh, blow up Megaton or blow up the, like, the tower or whatever. But you have to do one of them. As far as I know, there's no way to, like, get around destroying one of those places. And people die, you know, one way or another. Um, but in this game, there's kind of a similar... Like, this is before the space, space station stuff. I'll get back to Parvati. Um, there's kind of a similar, like, early on choice where you have to divert power from one city to uh, to fuel your ship, basically, so you can get off the planet. Um, I don't think that's too spoilery to explain. Um, and it's not just choose one and the other one's gone. There's, like, actual other options available to you, um, which is really cool. You can, like, 
kind of make everyone happy in a way if you you know if you know the right steps to take and so it's like a lot of the options in this game have three or four possible outcomes which is really cool and like some of the things actually have pretty major ramifications so for example like i learned after the fact that you might actually lose like permanently lose a companion depending on the choices you make. Like if you do things that they don't agree with because they kind of have input on your choice, on your decision-making, if you do things they don't agree with, they might be like, I don't feel comfortable journeying with you anymore. I'm sorry. And just leave. So like, that's kind of cool in a way because it means that like, it's actually a, you know, kind of a thriving party situation that you have. And it's not just them going along with whatever heinous acts you make, but it also kind of sucks because like there's less, uh, there's less agency, I guess you could say, as a player, because you want to make the choices that keep your party around. But there's also like six companions or something like that, so I mean you could lose one and be fine because you can only take two with you at any given time. But like if it's a character that you really like, you should want to do what makes them happy, like your agency in that should not be universal. You know, it shouldn't be like, oh, I'll do whatever I want and they'll they'll stay with me. Like, it's fine. You should want to consider their options because you like them and you want to make them happy. So there's kind of that cool element there. And the Parvati side quest really, like, brings that home. Because a lot of the dialogue options are, like, just kind of talking her through emotional situations. It's very low-key. It's very subtle. Like, there's no combat or anything like that. It's just dialogue, but it's beautiful. It's a, it's like one of my favorite gaming moments in a long time is walking her through like the different options you can um, to try to convince her that, you know, what she's doing is okay. It's just touching. I don't know because it's like it's in a movie, you know, you would watch this emotional scene. Uh, my wife and I have been watching the, the new uh, modern love show on Amazon, which is just kind of like a bunch of, uh, like a one-off episodes like of different kind of, you know, love stories based on, I guess, like New York times articles or something like that. Um, and like, in situations like that, it can still be very poignant. It can still be very emotional because like you're connecting to the characters, but you're just watching it. And this, you're actually like helping her and it's really cool. Uh, I don't, I don't know how to explain it, but you kind of have to play it to understand Thomas. Have you gotten to that part? Uh, no. I haven't even gotten off the planet. Like I haven't even repaired the ship yet. Oh, geez. oh you go to other planets? <gasps> I'm sorry. The outer worlds. Like yeah. I thought I meant like different countries or shit. Worlds? Yeah. You don't. Yeah. Or like different realities. I don't know. I'm being stupid. I've kind of not want to pay attention to this game just because I want to go in relatively spoiler free when the game comes out on no, Switch next year. So. That's why I'm trying to stay, like, high-level, like, just, you know, base information yeah. for excitement. But you yeah. still don't have to pay attention. I wouldn't blame you. Yeah. Um, Ooh, porn. But, gross. Uh, but, yeah, that's just it's those small moments that this game really touches me. Because the, the gameplay is nothing <laughs> special. Shut up. This, the gameplay is nothing special. Like, it's, I mean, it's Fallout 3, Fallout New Vegas. Like, those kind of 10-year-old, like, gameplay loops of, like, hey, gotta use your chunky gun to shoot at things and you can also slow time to shoot at them more accurately but like nothing feels that great like it's not destiny you know i was gonna but, say that the, i actually like the shooting in the game i don't know it's i think the guns and like the sights themselves add a lot to it it feels accurate but it's also kind of just slow and like i don't know it's, it's been a lot better since i use mouse and keyboard with the controller, it was impossible to aim anything without going into the slow-mo. Um, but it just... It doesn't feel... Like, there's no depth to it, you know? You've got your companion abilities, which is really nice, and adds some more layers than, like, what Fallout has, for example. But I tend to just use melee all the time. Because, like, anything my companions can't kill, I'll just run in and, you know, slice them up real quick and do the last few hits. Like, it's not that big a deal. Your health regenerates. There's not really much threat to it combat's kind of nothing uh but that's not a bad thing because that's not what i'm playing the game for i like that most of those encounters are pretty quick and dirty and then you move on to the next interesting like dialogue option or you know looting rooms and things like that 
finding quests. Um, the combat to me is just a means to an end. But I really like the um, the quick like in and out you can do in the inventory menus. You're not you know toggling through a bunch of different things like in Fallout. There's like five screens. Um, the mod system is really cool. Like the way you can not only add in different modifiers, even though they're a single use, which kind of makes me mad. But you can also like buff your weapons and equipment. Uh, so like I've seen a lot of complaints about the game saying that like there's not a lot of loot. Um, like you're not going to get a bunch of like fancy new things throughout the game. I'm sure there are as you go. Like I've noticed, um, there at different levels it seems to be different tiers of like light, medium, and heavy armor, but they all kind of look the same. It's just you'll suddenly find one with like a different name that looks a little different and has higher you know uh, defense power than the old light armor that you have. But because of like the mods and things like that, you can add in more armor rating to the lower level ones. You can add in all kinds of different, you know, stat boosts and things like that. Cause there's like kind of different slots you can mod things into. Um, and then you can use, like you can spend money to, uh, I forget what it's called, but it's like augmenting your armor and weapons basically. So it like makes them stronger. Um, so it actually increases the damage output or the armor rating or whatever. Uh, so if there's an armor you really like, you can just keep using it if you pour money into it to make it better. At some point, I'm sure there's a law of diminishing returns, but because mods are single use, it's kind of nice that you can like invest more into that armor because otherwise you're just scrapping it and losing all the mods and stuff you put into it. Um, so it really feels like you can actually make your own build and just kind of keep going with that until you actually find better mods that you want to put into new armor. It's not so much like in Destiny where it's like, oh, I just got this gun, but this one's got 10 more light power, so I'm going to use it instead. It's like if you like your armor, keep using it. Just, you know, buff it. Um, buff it. So <laughs> there's just there's a lot more... Uh, a lot more variety in the way you want to play. A lot more agency for the player because of the you know multiple dialogue options and things like that in there. The multiple ways that quests can be done. It's just really satisfying in a way that a lot of these open world games haven't been for me lately. And it's not even an open world game technically. It's just like a like a hub game where there's multiple small planets. Um, but I just landed on a new planet, and it does kind of look samey to the last one. There's some slightly different, like, flora and fauna, and, like, the sky is a different color. Um, but I was reading up about how there's uh, there's no color mo- colorblind mode in this game, because it was made in a way that you can actually differentiate things, even if you're colorblind. So, like, they don't need to actually have a colorblind mode in, because the game is made with that in mind. Because one of the, I guess, the developers is colorblind. Um... It's like you can visually tell the difference between the planets, but I feel like with how bright and colorful it all is, like, you're kind of just... It's it's a color palette difference. Um, to someone with color. I'm sure someone that, you know, can't see color would notice all the nuance difference of each planet and things like that. But, I don't know. I hope not all of the planets are just like, hey, here's a, you know, a orange sky with red flowers instead like I hope that you know there's a little more variety to to them later on but we'll see Um, I'm not enjoying the game any less because of it it's just you can tell where they saved some of their money as you go Um, I think that's pretty much it though honestly because I haven't had too much time to play anything this week and when I have had time I've just wanted to play more Outer Worlds so Mm -hmm. Uh, Ben, what have you been up to? First off, I have a phone to pick with Ed Boon because I pour, pull, I I had a stroke right there. Uh-huh. I played uh, Mortal Kombat 11 for the Halloween event that they do every year. Fuck you, Ed Boon and NetherRealm Studios for making the AI so cheap and the fucking... Listen. 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 Uh, no. It's one thing to have a spinning blade that can run through you and, um, you know, get, go through grab animations. It's another thing for that spinning blade to touch you and to reverse your controls. Yeah. 
Like I, I, I did it. It's four towers. It was four towers. It's probably over by now. Um, and there's the thing. Here's what sucks is that it shows there. It shows like uh, you fight um, Jade, Cabal, and I don't give a fuck who else. But they all have cool costumes. Like Jade has this cool witch costume, and I thought, oh, this must be the reward. And then I beat the tower. Not the reward. They're a five ninety nine DLC pack that's not part of the combat pass. Mm. And I got so salty. It's only five ninety nine three costumes. I only want the Jade one. And I'm like, I ain't paying for that. The Jade one looks so cool. Either way, yeah, I was not happy with Mortal Kombat because not only was the AI cheap, it felt like it was turned up a little bit more for this. Even though you don't get those damn costumes, I can understand if you got the costumes and the AI was a little difficult. My God. All they had to do for these Halloween events is like, you know, maybe just have some pumpkins around. And they had they have pumpkins, right? But these pumpkins, you literally cannot hit each other when, when you were in the middle of a pumpkin. You tried to grab, nothing. You hit each other, nothing. Not even armor. It is dumb. It is so stupid and frustrating. Oh my god. Worst towers I've I've played yet, and I've been playing since launch. So <laughs> what's the actual reward then? You if- get I think it was like a ran- it was like a random costume. So like I I'm pretty sure how it works is like say I played Night Well, I played a different character each time. Every time I it would be a tower, I got a char- I got a skin for uh, a costume for that character. So mm-hmm. I got a Shao Kahn skin, a Night Wolf skin, a Sub Zero skin. Um so I think so. But like I would have just why can't you just like listen, I already paid hundred dollars for the premium pass. Give me the fucking Halloween costumes. Right. Don't give me. Don't charge me like six bucks. Come on. It's a Halloween event, and you put out Halloween costumes. Yeah, and they're connect them. If they, if it one, I wouldn't be salty if it was like if you didn't see them in the tower, and it's just like, oh, here's this extra thing that we have for sale. I probably feel better about that. But the fact that they're in the tower, I'm going to assume because that's usually how it works in those towers is that you you see them, you'll you'll see the character like that that character at some point wear that. And then you can get them, but you can't. You gotta buy them. Fuck you. Um, but uh, more Dragon Quest XI. Uh, not too much this time, just because I don't. It's now in the spoiler territory. But I will say, I'm at the point where basically the game is, and go find the thing. Go find the MacGuffins. And what's beautiful about that is, is that you can be like, you know, you can just go find them, and you can stumble upon them. There's no. I've, certain ones you can't get to because you need a certain thing to unlock it, but that's the fun part of exploring. You're like, well, okay, maybe I need to come back and do this later. But say you're not that kind of person and you just want to play the story, you can talk to the specific character. She'll tell you, she won't tell you exactly where it's at, but she'll tell you, hey, maybe you should go check this out. And then just through your natural curious expectation, you go to the place, you talk to people, oh yeah, there's you know there's this big monster over there, and you're thinking, hmm. I'll go over there. By the way, there's a pun for uh, a place called Phenomenon in there. And I literally wanted to like just walk out of my house and just walk forever. I'm like, <laughs> God fucking damn it, Dragon Quest XI. Uh, so charming. The game is... God, fuck, the more I play it, the more I... That, like, if I, that, that's, it's been my depression cure. Let's just say that much. If I want to feel happy, I play Dragon Quest XI. It's just so, so, so joyous. Um... But because I didn't play a lot of Dragon Quest XI this week, I put I actually put some time into Damon X Machina, the sadly ill-forgotten Nintendo game of 2019. Yeah, it came out in a bad time. Yeah, which sucks because it's it's mecha it's mecha hunter, it's monster hunter with mechs. So, and I didn't realize that because monster I, hunter. Yeah, I, I like mecha hunter, but whatever. Um, so like I played it, and you. I did all the tutorial missions where basically you you know you understand how movement works. You understand you can actually pick up weapons from mechs you defeat in the field. You can apply those when you go later. You can have custom loadouts. So say you have like a melee loadout, a high range law, or whatever, and you can load them up each time so you can save them. You can, uh, oh my god, it's uh, like I want to like this game, uh, and it's even like Monster Hunter where the story is there. But if you just care about, like, gr- like to me, I don't think I'm going to be, like, Monster Hunter with this. And that I'm going to, like, grind to the end to get that rare piece of, you know, armor or weapon. I don't think – I'm never like that. I'll probably just play through the main stuff and then call it. And, you know, because they've already announced more mechs to fight against, more maps, stuff like that, which is great. That's awesome for people who play this game. Uh, I just wish it didn't release when it did because I feel like this would have been a good December title, you know? 
like good Christmas title. Like you can just spend like for kids or college kids coming home from co- coming home for uh, from school, and you just play this for hours. You know, just doing missions to try to get that grind that, and it has co-op now, so you can tag team with your buddies on it. So that's even better. Um, but I'm enjoying it so far. I, it's it's I, like there's not a lot of games that feature gigantic mech robots. You know, surprise, despite that they're surprisingly popular. Um, but the other one I played, oh, I beat Super Castlevania Four, so that's a thing. Nice. Bucky, yeah, I teabagged every single boss, including death. It, I love. I, I I got so excited. My little sister came in. She goes, "What are you doing?" I teabagged death. Um, so that was fun. Um, but yeah, that game. That game was fun. Like I I I'm loving that I've grown an appreciation for older Castlevania games, um, much and and not just become a Metroidvania fan. You know, with the post Symphony Night stuff, which oddly I haven't played a lot of those. Um, but the big cap. Oh, uh, this is one I really wanted to talk about though. I apologize if I'm flying through. I just don't want to waste too much time. I played Little Nightmares because I got it for free, as I explained last week, and I put some time into it. This game is unsettling as fuck. It's it's like not scary, scary, but if you want to feel uncomfortable, you play this game. So basically, you play there's and this is like the complete edition where like it has another campaign with it. Um, you play. I picked the first one, which is the the little character i don't want to say if it's a boy or a girl the little human in the in the yellow in the um in the uh, georgie trench coat as i'm going to call it uh <laughs> and you're basically this small human that's on this boat and it's a puzzle platformer like uh inside out or what's the other one i'm thinking of by the same developer um the one they made before inside um, what is it called? Fuck, what is it? But basically, you have to p- kind of puzzle platform your way through this, and it's really dark. There's no, like, virtually no... There's music, but it's, like, very ambient, like, very, very soft, but so unsettling. Like, you hear chains moving. You constantly hear shifting. Um, you can, you have a nice run. Uh, you can, like, you have a little torch thing. You have a jump. It feels very responsive, and you have a grip. So you can grab on the things and climb, um, but uh, it's 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 just like so far it's very dark. So if you want to get like somewhat just again, there's so far there's no jump scares. So if you're worried about that, don't worry about that. But so far it's very much uh, like you just there's just like a constant state of stress when I'm playing it, but in a good way. I'm like, what's what's around here? What's around here? Okay, okay, good. And so far I ran into like this grotesque humanoid monster thing. It was so freaky looking and like you have to basically not let it see you um also there's like the eye of sauron where like you have to do the typical hide behind the thing so it's light doesn't see you otherwise you turn into dust but that's fun um but a lot but so far the story there's not really story like you're kind of just dropped in there and you're kind of just and go well, do you want to be in this bottom of the ship forever no get your ass out of here go um it's very creepy it's so so creepy, <laughs> I, and um, Bandai Namco, funny enough, published this. Which I, that you know, a game like this, I didn't think they would publish something like that. It's really odd, um, but yeah, I'm I'm really enjoying it, and it looks really nice in both handheld mode and on um, and docked. Uh, I think I prefer it. I think I prefer it uh, in TV mode, just because I don't have to hear the uncomfortable noises while I'm uh, playing it on my Switch on the go. Um, but that's all I played about that. I haven't really got too much. It's not supposed to be a long game. I think each campaign's only about like four hours, so it's not super long. Which I don't. It's currently forty dollars, so I don't know if it's worth that. I think it depends on the kind of person you are. I got it for free, so I can't really complain. But uh, the other spoopy game I played was uh, Luigi's Mansion Three, um, which I kind of forgot about because I kind of didn't want to. Because like I know they were like releasing a whole bunch of stuff for it, but I kind of wanted to ignore it just because I wanted to go to the game in fresh. I mean, I knew King Boo was going to be back. Eh, whatever. You know, that's given. He's his nemesis at this point. He's his Bowser at this point. Um, my my God, within... What I love, first of all, is uh, is in the like the title screen. Like, previous Luigi's Mansion, was like the gloomy mansion. Uh, the title screen initially is like the happy... The hotel, but it's like all sunny and bright. I'm like, wait, what? This is this is odd. And I'm, I'm telling you, if you would have told me this is a DreamWorks cartoon Mario movie, I would have believed you. Like the 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 uh, 
the the amount of personality that's within these cutscenes is just so fun and cheery and just energetic. And even when it gets to the spoopy times when uh, King Boo kidnaps all, all of Mario, Mario, uh, Mario and Peach and the Toes, it still has this sort of great cartoonic atmosphere. And I'm like, oh god, and I love it. And Luigi's animations are just so wonderful. Like they they put a like they like they put a lot of love into this. Is what I'm saying. Um, and, and you could tell. And I, going back to, like, to the previous two games, I didn't. I haven't played Luigi's Mansion in like 20 years. I played it on the GameCube, never beat it. Didn't really care for it at the time, but then you know, I was a dumb 13 year old or dumb 11 year old actually. So what do I know? But I love Dark Moon, even though I didn't wasn't really a fan of the whole mission based system. Um, I'm loving this so far, and they've they've changed so much. So Luigi doesn't have a run button anymore. Um, I don't know if he had a run button in the last game, but now as you move along further, he'll gradually just run. He'll just start running. And it's a very good progressive run. He'll stop the minute you stop. Um, he had with Z, uh, ZR and uh, ZL and ZR, he'll do the Poltergust zero zero. It'll like shoot air from it and he'll jump up and that'll allow you to like destroy certain objects to get through. At first I thought it was going to be like a jump, but it's not really, but it's useful. Um, he has the, uh, you know, the typical flashlight, you know, and to, to stun enemies. It's all, it all feels like it's from Dark Moon. Um, now, though, when you suck up ghosts, instead of just pulling back the analog stick, you can actually press A to basically slam the ghosts to the ground and drain their health faster. And I don't know, maybe some people were complaining that just sucking up the ghosts is kind of boring. I never thought that, but I like that they added in there, kind of, kind of gives like a more, even more hands-on approach to taking down the ghosts. It doesn't feel like the same time every time. Um, the combat felt a little stiff in past Luigi's Mansion games. It feels more fluid here so far. That's um, good. Yeah, so far it feels really good here. Uh, the, and um, he has the little afterglow, the little um, rainbow probe he got in Dark Moon, where basically if you point at certain paintings, it can either make money come out, or if you look like, say, a toad might be stuck in there, it basically makes those pictures come to life. So there's that. I'm glad that's back from Dark Moon. Um, and uh, EGAD is back, of course. Uh, he has like a portable lab. Actually, in, in your map this time is the Virtual Boy or the Virtual Boo. And it's all red, which I love that they made a Virtual Boy reference. And EGAD even goes like, oh, yeah, this is going to be the next big thing. It's going to sell right off the shelves. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be incredible. Um, so that was great. Um, and they show you, so like the elevator um, and each sort of floor is like basically a level. And there's so many levels that I can tell. Like, oh, my God. I can't wait to play through this game. Um, now, also, you get a plunger attack with the Poltergust. So you can shoot it out, and then if you suck on the end of that plunger, you can pull it out and destroy it and, like, basically get rid of more objects. Um, like, they add, like, coming from my memory from Dark Moon, they added a lot of quality of life stuff to this game. And I really appreciate that. Not to mention, again, like I said, just the abundant loving personality that's in this. Like, there's so It just oozes from, from the title screen onward. Um, I, I, th- I think I even saw somebody who's like, you want to know how much personality Luigi's Mansion is? How, how much, how you know you're going to be in a good time for Luigi's Mansion 3? You're going to see a toad try to drive a normal-sized bus. And all you see is a toad who can't see above the steering wheel just driving the bus. That's fun. Hmm. Um, also, Luigi's Ghost Dog will never not be both adorable and depressing at the same time, just because the dog had to die to get to that point. So, um, but yeah. So if you Ghost Dog is back, and he's just part of he's just part of the the family. Like he's just there, and everybody just acknowledges it. Um, and you can pet the Ghost Dog. Yeah, you can pet the Ghost Dog. That's adorable. That. Yeah. Um, but yeah, go like in, in the, I would even say if you've never played Luigi's Mansion game, you can just play this one. It doesn't really matter if you played the first two. Um, you might appreciate the control better, the control upgrade more, but shit, doesn't matter. Just play it. But yeah, that's all I really played. Sorry about the blast through. I just had a lot to play this week, but um, I'm probably going to be focusing on Dragon Quest and Luigi's Mansion for, until Pokemon comes out in two weeks. Yeah, so I played some more uh, Outer Worlds this week. Uh, not too much. I, I re-rolled a, or I made a new character. Uh, trying to go through with the dumb option, but I gotta say I'm like pretty like underwhelmed by it. Uh, like 
You still have the same dialogue options that you would have if you didn't play dumb. And That's the, uh, yeah, and the dumb options only appear every now and again. It's not like it's a constant thing throughout. This is mm-hmm. like, oh, you can click on you can either do the persuade option, dumb option, or intimidate option. It's like well, if you pick the dumb option, you so don't it's get like any... a skill check, basically. Yeah, but you don't get any XP for doing it. Oh, which like that already just makes me not want to do it. And then when I do yeah. do it, it's like people are just like, "Oh, yeah, you're really special, aren't you?" And then they just continue on with their conversation. So, oh, it's kind of like very underwhelming. <laughs> yeah, that's one kind of disappointing thing about the agency in general in the game is like anytime there's a skill check based dialogue option. I pick it because I want the experience. Right, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I need to play more of that. I've just been too busy with other stuff, uh, such as Destiny. But uh, I'll talk about that tomorrow. We haven't been able to record our podcast because of internet issues last night. Hmm. Um, all right, let's get into the news then. Uh, we'll see. Amazon blames the error for blocking Nintendo resellers from listing products. So, did we talk about this originally? I don't think. I think we. This is. I think. Ben, I, I posted it because I saw somebody retweet about this today. Yeah, Ben posted this in like today. Yeah. So, um, and apparently the policy, according to the birds, the, the policy change was email a mistake. Uh, it's not supposed to be seen. Um, you want to talk about it? Yeah, I was reading the article. So, um, okay. Amazon, yeah, because uh, I read it earlier, but it was a fucking can... form of the ones going on right now, and all the traffic's all hell over here, especially where I live. Uh, uh, according to, yeah, yeah, I don't watch. This is I live right close to where it's at. According to an email provided to the Verge from a Nintendo site on the Amazon. The company's initial message read, as part of our ongoing efforts to provide the best possible customer service, we are implementing approval requirements for Nintendo products effective on October 31st, 2019. You will need an approval list, uh, approval to list the effective products. If you do not obtain approval to sell these products prior to October 31st, 2019, your listings for these products will be removed. That policy went into effect the same day the notice was issued, giving sellers no time to prepare, raise red flags. Um... This is not a case of last fall when Amazon struck a deal with Apple and gave sellers a few months heads up. There's also no indication which products were affected, causing further confusion. It seemed to be primarily targeting old games, but some sellers say they were able to list products as refurbished or new in cases, or new in some cases, and keep the listing active. Um, as our Technica reported, counterfeit retro Nintendo cartridges have been, op- have been an open secret among Amazon sellers for a long time. Um... Yeah, so basically, like a lot, this is kind of a clickbait article. This is why I kind of wanted to post this, uh, just to tell people fucking read the article and Verge fucking stop it. Um, is that this is basically Nintendo trying to stop those multi consoles like that stuff to be sold because that 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 part is illegal. You can't sell those, but you should be able to sell uh, like if you have a copy of Donkey Kong Country on Amazon refurbished or if you have one still and new, it's probably going to cost you a pretty penny. So that's where I wanted to put this on here. Uh, speaking of old news, Shenmue 3 will not be the end of the series. Director says... No! I'm going to be old and dead by the time he catches... What's the villain's name again? Uh, Lang- Langdi. Lendi! Yeah, yes, Lendi. Lendi. I'm never going to know the truth of the Phoenix Mirrors. Fuck you, goddammit. And the Dragon Mirror. Oh, what Dragon Mirror? What are you talking about? I think that was in the second one, no? Dragon oh, I never Mirror. played the second one. Okay. I, I, I think it would be funny if they just added another mirror in Shenmue 3. Oh, it's going to be the crane mirror watch. It's going to be like the one. tiger mirror or something. Oh, yeah. No, it's going to be like a whole Zodiac mirror watch. You thought there was one. Well, there's two. Now there's a whole like, Zodiac. Shenmue 3 ends with like a men in black scenario where it's like, oh, you thought it was just two mirrors? And it's just like the Zodiac star sign. Ending. That'd be so sick. And then the Knights of the Zodiac come out of nowhere. Like, yep. Let's go. This this teenage high schooler has to fight the Zodiac. That was a sick ass show, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Yes. Uh, all right. Are <laughs> uh, you talking about the uh, Jackie Chan adventures? No, but that also oh. does have Zodiac stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And it was a good show. Yeah, it was. Nice of the Zodiac was in, like, an anime, but, like, everyone had a Zodiac sign, and they all, like, 
wore robot armor or something. I don't remember. It was really cool, though. Hmm. Um, yeah, I remember reading this, like, maybe earlier this year or something, but I just got another article saying that... What's his name? Yu Suzuki says the series will not end with Shenmue 3, Suzuki said. Uh, rushing to tie up the plot would have made a flat game, and I hope to continue the series as long as people are interested. Newsflash, people won't be interested after this. Uh, I'm pretty sure most people that kickstarted this were, like, wanting to have an ending to it. You know? Alright. I don't care about Shenmue. I, don't, I wasn't even listening. It's <laughs> totally honest. Speaking about things we don't even care about, Neo 2. Oh. Neo 2 yeah. has a release date, apparently. The game of, that no one knew existed. Of March or, 13th. Or cared about, probably. It's been here. Uh, yeah. He didn't say uh, anything when maybe. I asked him. Alright. I... He, he probably got pulled away. He's in traffic. Um... Yeah. I don't remember what Neo is. It's like uh, Dark Souls, isn't it? Oh, is it that Samurai Dark Souls thing? Yeah, there was a there's Sekiro and then also Neo. Yeah, and they're both like Dark Souls, I think. But Sekiro, I think, is way better. I don't know. Yeah, Neo like came and went. I haven't played either. It was a blip that probably didn't deserve a sequel. Was Neo made by Activision? Uh, or published by Activision. I know one of them was. I get Neo and For Honor confused because they came oh. out around the same time. No, they, I, they're nothing alike. I know, they, but they, they came come, out around the same time, and they both what? were kind of like nothing games. Neo and that did not come out at the same time. Around the same time. Okay, they were Neo, both nothing games that I didn't know about. Twenty seventeen, and then For Honor. Oh, uh, okay. February. Okay, sure. What up? <laughs> I feel like See? Neo came out way after. Like I feel. Like I know Neo nothing about like either of these games, and I still ago. schooled you. What up? I at least know what For Honor is. I know what it is. I'm just saying I get them confused because it came out at the same time and neither made waves. Mm-hmm. But I think For Honor also has a sequel coming out. No, I think they just keep right? adding on to it because that's what Ubisoft does. Yeah. But buried in this, this was all announced in a blog post, which is just absurd. Like a new game with a release date already announced in a blog post. Um, but they did say that PlayStation Plus subscribers will be able to play the first Neo uh, starting November fifth. So it's going to be like one of November's PlayStation Plus games. Yep. So I guess they care enough to get a bigger install base before the sequel comes out. Sure. Yep. Also, I like in sorry, I like in this IGN article. It says like their their review for the first Neo called it an epic, unforgettable adventure carried by a fierce combat system that cleverly balances style and strategy. Unforgettable, and yet they're announcing the sequel in a blog post. <laughs> Everyone already forgot about it, or it would have been a bigger deal. Yeah, because I know they released that. Um, they had an alpha like not that long ago. Um, I wanted to. It wasn't that long ago. Um, did y'all talk about if it was the, about the fact that it's coming out the same fucking day as Final Fantasy VII remake? No, we're waiting for you. Okay, yeah. So not only Justin saying it's just it's whatever it's out, it's gonna come out soon, but it's also releasing the same day as Final Fantasy VII remake, effectively killing any sales it would have had outside of its hardcore audience. So, uh, yeah, yeah. It's I don't like, 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 like. Any, I mean, Doom might be the exception because it comes out a couple weeks before, but any game that comes out within that calendar is just acting for a, de- a death warrant because it's not going to move anything. With with Seven Remake being the hype, most hyped game of the first half of next year. Although, is it the same audiences that would be interested in those things? I think more of a casual audience will gravitate more to Final Fantasy Seven. So, if say Neil was coming out say in February when nothing's really going on or even January for whatever reason, it probably could have garnered enough interest where like 
that one guy who maybe has some Christmas gift cards out there, hey, this game looks interesting, and probably could have bumped it up a little bit. Yeah. Versus coming out that time, nobody's going to care about it, because they just care about Final Fantasy VII. True that. It's like like releasing a game in Smash when Smash Ultimate came out last December. It's like, what are you doing? Or um, when Tomb Raider came out, when Fallout 4 came out. That game died on Xbox because it came out at the same time as Fallout 4. Although Fallout 4 sucked, so there's that. Yeah, 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 but everybody was excited for Fallout, so that's more. Hopefully Final 7 doesn't suck, but, you know. Yeah. Probably not. Oh, your cats are mad. What? No. He just wants attention. Aww. Always wants attention. Speaking of wanting attention, EA... EA is not releasing a Battlefield game next year. Uh, they're aiming for fiscal year 2022. Wow. So, PS5 launch title? And Xbox Scarlet launch title then? No. Oh, 2022. No, that's, that's right, I keep forgetting. Oh my god. I don't want next next gen to be a thing. I really don't. I'm okay with it. I don't because care. Like, a lot of the games are going to be backwards compatible, or... I guess that's what you call that. Forwards compatible? You can play, like, the new games on the old systems. So it's not as big a deal that we're getting new systems because the people that don't want to get them can still play the games. Yeah. Bye, kitty. Okay, fine. Okay. Yeah, Um... I... I got, I mean, this is my story, but I got nothing really. Like, EA's hurting. Mm-hmm. And they're putting all their eggs in Apex Legends. Yeah. That's well, they also not a good put, sign. We're not, we didn't put in the news, but like, they, all their games are now on Steam again, so you don't have to go through Origin to get their games now. Yeah, that was interesting because when I loaded oh, up I didn't Steam. See that. Oh, like, as soon as I loaded up Steam, all I'm seeing now are just Star Wars ads. Yeah. yeah. Like, for the new game. Uh, hmm. Jedi Fallen Order. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. It's... Well, that's exciting because Origin's chunky. <laughs> but, like, if you have a game in Origin, does it be- go to your Steam library or do you have to buy it on Steam? I haven't seen anything about that. I'd imagine maybe you could play it through Steam? Because if I can play Battlefront 2 without loading Origin, I might play it more. Yeah, I haven't seen anything about that. I also haven't seen yeah. anything of, like, is it going to be like you play where if you launch the game, it opens up Origin, you know? Yeah. Probably in the background. Yeah. I'll probably buy the Mass Effect trilogy when it goes on sale. Because I think for the longest time, you could only buy two on Steam. Um, but I would like to play the PC editions of Mass Effect 1, 2, and 3. Uh, and also, like, EA Access. I think that it only works via Origin. You can't do it through Steam. That makes oh, sense. Oh, I don't care. Uh, Alright. Major news story of the week. BlizzCon 2019. Uh, so Blizzard opened its BlizzCon 2019 ceremony. Not with an announcement, but with it. Blizzard Entertainment's J. Allen Brack. Speaking in light of recent controversy that has struck up the following Blizzard actions in banning a Hearthstone player... Uh, for a brief moment of solemn discussion, the company dove right into debuting some of the new slate of games. Yeah, it was actually like a really quick like. Sorry that happened. Can we pl- can we please move on? <laughs> it yeah, wasn't like even, not even actually an apology. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. even an apology. Uh, but the protests are out in full force at BlizzCon, and I feel sorry for the employees who have to deal with that shit. I saw a couple mm-hmm. of the signs. Like, there's actual signs there protesting. Yeah. I'm looking for not safe for work May posters. Listen, man, I'm horny, okay? I gotta get my, my feed, my fix where I can. Mm. Fair enough. But, like, I don't want to spend too long on Blizzard because they don't deserve the, the spotlight. No. But Diablo 4 looks great. I didn't even see the trailer, honestly. I don't want to give them yeah. the clicks. Well, the pro- like, I watched the gameplay trailer first, which looked fine. Um, mechanically, still... it looks really cool. I mean, it's it's the same like top-down, kind of uh-huh. you know Diablo style. But they've get, brought some information out that basically says that instead of being like a, a four-act or whatever structure um, with you know different uh, regions you explore, 
it's actually like an interconnected world with nonlinear storytelling. Thank God. So like they're kind of doing open world, but like I'm sure there's still fast travel points and that kind of thing. But it's like the game itself, <laughs> you just explore the the areas. You know, I was um, never a big fan of the axe structure. Yeah. It felt oh, way so too can't... like separated. Okay. I liked it, but then there was like Diablo three kind of broke it for me because they introduced like the adventure mode where you could go in and just kind of do things randomly. Um, but if you didn't complete the entire act and then like left adventure mode, it would restart you. So like you have to do like you have to sit down and run the all of the quests in that act to actually complete it and get credit for that progress. Mm-hmm. It was kind of annoying. Um, but anyway, the in general, like the uh, the gameplay of it looks a lot more free roam. So like for example, those mounts that you have now. Uh, to help you get from area to area. Uh, a lot of the abilities look more mobility-based. Like, they show the Barbarian doing kind of a big, like, jump, uh, like, launch attack, and he, like, jumps off of a cliff, like, down onto the the area below and, like, hits a bunch of enemies. That's cool. Or another one where, like, they, uh, like, jump over kind of a ravine and land on the, on the area across from it um, instead of having to go around... You know, and like the sorceress has some really cool elemental attacks that like she'll send fire in one direction and then rain down ice behind her, like at the same time. And it's like two totally different regions. Like one is like down kind of, you know, off that cliff I was talking about. I think it's the same area, actually. It's like down off of that. And then she's rolling fire like down the hill next to her. So it's a lot more like landscape, like open landscape, you know, if the world is your oyster type thing instead of, like, invisible walls and you have to go around and, you know, that kind of chunky, like, this is a game type stuff that was in past Diablo games. Um, but yeah, they did say that the whole world is connected and you are just in one region um, and you just have to kind of find yourself around. But the graphics, like, it looks like they're trying to go back to the kind of darker, like, gothic style of Diablo 2. Um, and I can tell that like it's a good style, but oh, it looks like very you. unfinished right now. Yeah. It's just it's glossy. Like everything is like kind of shiny and looks fake. It just looks way better in the dark. Yeah, without as much lighting on it. It does. Yeah. Um, but like everything looks like a painting, which is kind of cool. But then like in action, like in the actual gameplay trailer. It just kind of looks like it's made in uh, Unity, with like, <laughs> like I wouldn't missing... would go that far. That's a bit of a problem. well. No, it's like it's missing like bump textures. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's all just smooth and shiny. Like, and granted, it's very early. Like, this is all you know alpha gameplay that they. I think they just wanted to put something together because of the the do you have phones incident last year, um, to show that Diablo Four is actually happening. But uh, there's three classes, the Barbarian, the Sorceress, and the Druid, uh, with two more to come that they didn't announce. They better announce Necromancer. Right. It better not be DLC this time. Yep. Uh, but, I mean, be. Druid and Necromancer kind of tend be. to be interchangeable as far as Diablo classes go. Because, like, in Diablo 2, Druid was uh, DLC and kind of had similar, like, you know, raise up monsters to fight with you type mechanics but was more elemental than like spiritual mm-hmm. um and then Diablo 3 it was, it was well there was no druid actually but there was a the archer or whatever it was called like there was some class that kind of had some druid elements to it I can't remember um and then the necromancer was DLC mm-hmm. but um I would guess the other two classes are going to be more martial. Like uh, a monk? Prob- I-, I would say something new. Like either uh, go back to the Crusader, which was kind of like a you know a monk with weapons, mm. or something totally new that's kind of like a mix of classes. Um, I don't see them bringing anything like the Witch Doctor back. That was like kind of a failed attempt. Yeah, I wasn't a big fan. Yeah, it seems like they were trying to bring in the Necromancer yeah. elements, uh-huh. but then no one liked it, so they just brought the Necromancer back. Mm-hmm. Um, but like the only martial class is the Barbarian. 
So I could see maybe either two more marshals, like a like an archer type. Like I would, I love the demon hunter. I thought he was super cool. Um, or, you know, like some kind of like ranged fighter, and then maybe another like mixed class that's like, like the crusader. Like I said, that has magic and martial ability. Yeah, I could see that happening. For me personally, yeah. I want the necromancer and the monk. But I, yeah, they, I definitely see them doing some kind of like archer ranged class addition. Mm-hmm. It does seem like they're really pushing the like uh, to go to the cinematic trailer real quick. Um, it's beautiful. Like it makes me want a movie because this this looked real. Yep. Like the people looked real. It looks really um, good. Yeah, but it definitely looked like they're going more for the like resurrecting the dead elements. Um, and there's actually a one of the books that's set in I think it is sanctuary, um, and they like go down into these like ancient tombs. And uh, there's like a bunch of puzzles and stuff. It kind of feels like a Tomb Raider thing, but with Diablo characters. Um, and in the end, they end up like accidentally raising an army of the dead and like running back to the, the desert, uh, desert village they're in and like fighting off the horde the whole way up through the crypt. And it's so cool. And it reminds me a lot of it. Um, so I, I could see some, maybe an, a new kind of, you know, instead of the Necromancer, like a new class that they make up. Um, to take its place, mm. but it definitely seems like, seems like they're focusing on that, like kind of occultist element, uh, when they bring back Lilith and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like, it's still a few years out, so Blizzard could win me back. But right now, I can't, in good faith, like support a Diablo Four. But it still looks real good. Yeah. Um, there's also like I, I, they don't really give too much about the gameplay, but they explained there's a lot more like there's different uh, kind of loadouts you can do for each class, and like a lot more customization options and like the look of your character and stuff like that. So it definitely seems like they're pushing more the, like open world, you know, build your character your way type thing than just like a skill tree, um, which is pretty cool. But that's all we really know right now. So, I don't know. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, I know. I there wish were... Diablo wasn't Blizzard. Like, I, <laughs> I want to love it. There were people in there just like Winnie the Pooh, which, if you don't understand that reference, it's because the uh, Chinese president yeah. has been said to look like Winnie the Pooh. And you can actually can't... Uh, just go look it up. It's the thing. Yeah, is yeah. there a censor or do they ban Winnie cens- the Pooh? Ban their censor because yeah. I know yeah. Kingdom Hearts three. He's not. There's no Winnie the Pooh stuff in chi- the Chinese version. I don't know what the which is probably a because he looked because he looks like him, trash, and they call him Winnie the Pooh because Winnie the Pooh's kind of an idiot. Yeah. Oh, fat piece of shit who just wants honey. I I would have made the correlation, but okay. and regularly gets stuck in holes. Yeah, for that because of that thick ass. What? Yeah. Um, also, Overwatch Two. I don't really. I didn't. I don't care. So basically, does anyone uh, know? I listen. If if the models are look, are they just gonna make sexier characters? Because that's all I care about is when they go to Pornhub. Well, that's what's confusing here. It's like it says Overwatch Two will exist in a shared multiplayer ecosystem. What does that allowing mean? Allowing for both player both games to play on the same maps with the same heroes. Then what's the point of doing this? Right. Just call but, it update 2.0. Also, the cosmetics will... will also carry over to Overwatch 2 as well. Yeah, I mean, so I that's... guess it's like, it's people that have Overwatch 1 have all the content when they get Overwatch 2. Hey, we but, don't have to develop anything this time. Yay! But the sequel will introduce new maps and characters like Toronto and Sojourn, whatever, while also introducing a new PvP competitive mode and How new about... story-centric gameplay. Oh, finally. So like a PvE mode, I guess? No, a story game. How about a story mode? That's, that's the biggest. That's what yeah. it is. Yeah. yeah. So is this like Portal Two, where oh, it's like wow. you know the first one where was kind put... of a proof of concept, but the <laughs> second one like had a full on story and was like really long and a full fully fleshed game. That's what I'm expecting. They just say yeah. story centric gameplay, which is weird. But I I hear that yeah. this is a story though. Like okay. just it's just a cut, just animated cutscenes. You don't play anything. 
Because I would be interested in an actual story mode or with with the Overwatch characters. Like yeah. I just don't care about the PvP like hero shooter stuff. That's it's the one thing I hate about Blizzard because like with Overwatch, I'm like you know now with the whole China stuff, I don't want to touch it anymore. Yeah. Like before then, like these are some of the coolest designed characters in recent video game history. Right. For the most part. Is um, it just me, or do like the characters in Overwatch two look like? the Pornhub version of the characters from the first game. I, they probably know their... Like, listen, we, we know look, you... I didn't gonna, watch it. Do they look different? They I look different. I, I haven't looked at them because fuck Blizzard, but I'll, I'll, uh, I'll look at it later. Um, I could look at it now, but I don't want to. Like, the girl looks... To me, anyways, it looks much different than... They probably just know their audience. Because like, I know last time they had that super fiasco where they didn't want people masturbating to their characters. Um, even though, well, then don't make them ridiculously hot. Like, you made them hot. Like what do you what do you want people to do? People are thirsty. Um, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, I don't know. They just know like okay, fuck it. You're gonna you're gonna want to go to Pornhub anyways. So like Tracer go. looks the same, but I think the 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 gorilla guy looks different. Mercy. I only know the girls' names. I don't know any of the. Du- well, I know some of the dudes' names, but I know most of the girls' names. Anyways, like this gameplay trailer, it doesn't. Nothing looks different. It looks like I the just, same graphics engine, like the same. It's. I just feel like it's they should have just announced it as like a big 2.0 update or something. Right? Do you like the Fortnite treatment? Yeah. I think what they're doing with the uh, the maps. I thought I thought it was more of like people from the first, like people from the second game could play with people with the first game, but only on the maps that are on the first game. Like the new, yeah. like the people from the first game can't play on the new maps. But at that point, why not just make it like an expansion versus a new game? <laughs> like, see. like. I don't know. <laughs> it's it's just so stupid. I feel like this is like, yeah, we're gonna make a sequel. Like like, because people will pay money for that story mode. Because those animated shorts were good. Like I, I like the 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 one I love is the Diva one, obviously. But like I've seen some of them, they're really well animated. Yeah. Um, Blizzard and, does great animations. Yeah. They should be like a production studio instead of make games because they're yeah. clearly not. Making the fan base happy there. The people no. who make the cinematic trailers should make movies. Yeah, yeah they should have made that. The, they got those. They did. They did. It's called Warcraft the movie. Um, and that, wasn't, that wasn't the movie. I sucked. mean, visually, leave Duncan Jones alone. Okay. Look, the movie sucked. Okay, it's fine. He China made Moon. It. It's okay. That's fine. Yeah. Source code. China liked great. it. So I like source code quite a bit. Yeah, sure. I never watched it. Movie sucks. Moon's I'm great. sorry. I'm sorry. It just—I it's, it's, saw it on the plane ride. It's not fun. <laughs> well, you're, nothing's fun on a plane ride. I have fun on plane rides. They're great. I look at the window. I'm like a puppy. Love plane rides. I watched Alien Covenant on a train or on a plane, and it was pretty good, actually. Everything's more enjoyable on a plane, including sex. No. Mile High Club. Hell yeah! I'm not in that club. I want to be in that club, but I'm not in that club. World of Warcraft, Shadowlands. Oh yeah, there's more announcements. Blizzard oh, confirmed yeah. that there's a new World of Warcraft expansion, Shadowlands, with the new cinematic trailer. Uh, in addition to the cinematic reveal that teases the story, Blizzard also unveiled gameplay of Shadowlands expansion, offering new features. Uh, hopefully it's better than the last one, because I heard that last one kind of tanked their numbers quite a bit. Yeah. I, my favorite has been seeing the memes of like the Drake meme, where it's like Sha- this new Warcraft expansion, him going nah, and then the Final Fantasy XIV recent expansion, Shadow something. It's also called Shadow something too, um, Shadow Bringers I think, and it's like Drake's like because yeah. everybody, I, I, everybody I know who plays that game loves that expansion, like loves it. Also, uh, they're updating World of Warcraft Classic, getting new That's world weird. bosses and PvP honor system next month. That's really weird. It is very weird. Why are you updating an old like that's that's really weird? They made the whole class... point is for it to be the same as exactly. It used to be. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we're updating that game that you all wanted us to make. No. <laughs> now they're fucking. This stuff. It's that fucking monkeys paw, dude. They're they're literally gonna end up with just two different MMOs if they yeah, keep doing. They're gonna eat their. Well, I mean, like, well, I mean, is correct me if I'm wrong. Final Fantasy XIV is currently kicking their ass in terms of numbers. I think that's what I've heard. I've heard like a lot of people left WoW and went to fourteen. And it's it, at least from my observation, fourteen players seem a lot more happy with the considering that game launch. That game was a dumpster fire. So that's amazing. they're having a near raid, or they have a near raid. Yes, and you can be a dude and wear the two B outfit. Oh, I've never wanted to play an MMO so hard in my life. 
Oh my god! Get into Final Fantasy fourteen. We should, but I don't want to play the monthly trial because I wouldn't play it enough. Yeah, that's my problem. Like, I would love to play that game more if it wasn't a monthly subscription. subscription. Yeah. If it it's came so to good. Switch, I might consider it. Like, if it was like on Switch, maybe. Nah. Nah. I paid for it for a few months on PS4, but I just can't justify it. Yeah. yeah it's, it's if I had nothing going on in my life, sure. But I, there's there's too many fighting games out there, man. Also, guys, remember Hearthstone? Hearthstone? Hearth, 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 I say Hearthstone. Hearth. Hearth. Uh, Blizzard confirms several new things. There's an expansion called uh, Descent of Dragons. Launches the December 10th. And there's also an 8-player auto-player mode that features 24 unique heroes. So there you go. That's, Is there any more news? That's BlizzCon. I man, part of me wants because like considering the like quote unquote shit show from last year, part of me think I mean obviously this is planned months like months and months and months and months and months. But with the China happenings, part of me is like we gotta announce all this stuff so people don't talk, don't like try to upend us during the thing, and they still are upending uh, at the at the show. Oh yeah. My favorite thing, though, is that like a lot of the attention from BlizzCon is being taken away by the Pokemon leaks tonight. Yeah, yeah. It's like some the the game is in the wild, and so someone's playing through it and like basically just kind of like kind of literally like drip leaking things out uh, as they play, um, not in like a you know overt way. It's just like sending it to leaking sites that will put things places in you know safe places. I should say. For those that want to see it, shouldn't even do it anyways. Like even even that even that to me is scummy. Why? What's wrong with having it out there? Shouldn't be out there. Game's not out. Can't you fuckers wait two weeks? No. Oh As God. I scroll through a, a thread of fifty pages, to Jesus, see everything. So, like, like listen, some of y'all just like fuck, man. Some of y'all hey. believe stupid fake leaks. Not you, just other people out there. Um, oh, I love looking up leaks. Like even uh, when they're fake, I just want to see what it is. Just I just roll my eyes. Funny. But no, Justin loves a good leak. You know what I'm talking about? It's true. What's wrong with things being out there? You don't have to look at them. It doesn't affect you at all. No, but some people want them. What's wrong with having things out there for people? Because of how social media can work, even if you don't follow somebody, a message can pull up, and all of a sudden, I see an evolution swarm. Even if I don't follow somebody because I like something, I've seen that happen before. That's all. That's fair. So, like, like, and to me, it's like if you have the knowledge. That's fine if you have the knowledge, but keep that shit to yourself. Like, no, if- I don't think it should be on social media. I th- like I'm looking at a reset era thread, like specifically titled like you know Pokemon leaks, whatever. Yeah, like, but once when it's, it's on contained a public to those forum, places, once it's on a public forum, then it's only a matter of time before that shit makes it casually. And then the the most popular Pokemon tuber, although that place is a, that that community is a currently dumpster fire right now, will just leak shit. And then all right. of a sudden, they get retweeted on my timeline because that one person happened to retweet it who just likes looking at leaks. It just, it just shouldn't be out there. Like, just wait for the fucking game. It's two weeks, guys. It's two weeks. God, I'm sorry. I mean, I, I see where you're coming from, and I agree. It sucks when it gets on social media. But I think if, if people can be, you know, decent and keep them to the leak threads, there's nothing wrong with them existing for those that want to see. I guess, but to me, it's like it's to me, it's like Christmas. You know, I I apologize to anybody who doesn't celebrate Christmas, to but you. like, yeah, to to me, to, but to me, it's like Christmas, and some other people feel like this too. Where it's like you don't want to know what's under the Christmas tree. You don't know what's what you're getting or not. Like when you get older, maybe it's fine, like you. But some people who believe in the magic of Christmas, um, you want to be surprised when you come up. Like this is why I'm glad they're not like like. And I noticed this Game Freak wasn't really showing a lot of new Pokemon stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I'm glad of that because I can actually go because like I I would watch all their stuff for Sun and Moon and whatever because they just absorb whatever because that was official stuff. Here, while I know some things, I'm glad I don't know like a good majority of the new Pokemon in there because I can actually go in surprised. Yeah, um, and my main thing is I like to know like the starter evos so I know who I should go with because that's a hard decision to make. You know, everything else you can be surprised as you go. Like your starter is with you, so I want to know like the type. Not necessarily, you can just dump them and get another replacement. No. No, because you can only choose one starter. No, what I'm saying. saying is, if you don't like that evolution, just put them in the box. So you just put right. them in the box. Right, but then you don't have your starter. Like, I oh. want to know which starter to pick. 
So? It's not about like using them. It's just another Pokemon. If you don't like the starter, you can just. But there's only one of them. Okay, you can trade it with probably somebody in the GTS and get another one. It's not hard. Okay, but I'm not diminishing what you're saying, and right, you right. are diminishing what I'm saying. So there's a difference there. Because I'm saying I understand where you're coming from, and it's valid. And then you're rejecting the my view as not valid. It's not not valid, but I feel like once you start from that mindset, somebody from that mindset, not necessarily you as entirely, not necessarily you, but will take that and then just share it with everybody when the, everybody wants to be shared. And to me, it's, it, yeah, but, but why, it happens though. And yeah, not everybody saying one person responsible for all the people that want to see not getting to have fun. Because most people can't help themselves. That's... Okay. It's like, it's fine. If you want to look at it, I know you're not going to spoil shit for me. I know most of the people on Twitter that I follow aren't going to circuit to me. But all it takes is from one random post because I like an art piece to show up on my feed. That's all it takes. Even if I block certain words and do the stuff like that, that's my problem with the information being out there. People who are enjoying it quietly within a thread, that's perfectly fine. I'm that to me. It's like okay, fine, whatever. I, I'm gonna wait. But once all it takes is for one person to post a picture, retweet, 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 and then that just gets out there. And it just it just bothers me that it's out there when people just can't wait 15 days for a new game to come out. It's just weird. I mean, so just uh, live by Gandalf's words of uh, keep it secret, keep it safe. And that's, yeah, yeah. If it's it, like Justin, if it stays in that thread, that's perfectly fine. But more than likely, it won't. Right. I mean, look at look at Twitter already. Like um, Sobel, whatever. I don't even know how you pronounce it. Was trending on Twitter because and that's how I know something's up. I didn't click it, but the fact that it's there, that's all I need to know. Right. And I wish people didn't put it on social media. I said yeah. that. Yeah. I'm saying you're not wrong. I'm just saying I just don't like that it should be out there anyways. That's all. All right, boys, I'm going to wrap this up. Okay. Uh, Justin, where can the people find you? You can find me if you look for Zero Score on Twitter or YouTube or Twitch slash Mixer. Um, Zero Score in all the places. Ben? You can find me at twitter.com slash Marvelous Iggy, where you're going to get nothing but nights in the dream tweets at least once every couple of days, just because it is that time of the year. Um, also, like a whole bunch of art and stuff. So. Uh, yeah. Also, I'm officially going to C2E2. Uh, all I gotta do is buy the ticket, which that isn't hard. But I'll be in Chicago in February. Oh, God, I'm not looking for it. It is February. Okay. I was trying to remember why I wasn't going to C2E2, and it's because yeah. it's too close to Planet Comic Con. I'm not looking forward to the cold. It was already yeah. cold last year. It was. It didn't get above 40 or 34 last year. And this is in February. I'm scared. I'm not ready. And you can find me, your host, Thomas, on Twitter, CSG Thomas. I'm also on Twitch, Kane Plays Stuff. I finally uploaded a Twitch badge and an emote. The emote is pending at the moment. But it's a cool emote. Uh, <laughs> and you can also email me, thomas at charshot.com. Uh, keep an eye out for our Destiny podcast, where me and Sully talk about Destiny for 30 to 40 minutes. It's a fun time. You listen to it? Yeah, I listen to my on my walks home. Oh, that's fun. I love, I dude, I dude, <laughs> I watch Justin's stuff, and I will watch. I don't. I watch Justin's stuff, and I listen to your podcast, even though I don't play most of the stuff that y'all play. But I still watch because I love you both. I love you too. Oh, that's nice. Uh, and until then, guys, enjoy your games and have a good night. Merry Christmas. No, it's too happy early. Thanksgiving. <laughs>